0: You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. So, welcome to Soul Satisfaction For Women Radio. I'm Lisa Page and it's fabulous to have you on today's call. Today's topic is Breathe, Baby, Breathe and we are exploring the power of conscious breathing to transform your experience of life, love, sex and intimacy. So in this show we're going to explore how to use your breath to deepen pleasure in both life and in lovemaking. We'll also explore uh, conscious breathing practices so um, you can... Uh, really uh, create a sense of instant calm if that's what you need or transform tiredness into vibrant sexual energy Uh, we'll also explore um, why how your how you breathe either sabotages or enhances your capacity to embody your feminine and the last thing we're going to be exploring which disappeared for a moment. Is typical breathing patterns so we're going to explore the typical breathing patterns that profoundly affect uh, how you feel what you think and whether you react or respond to life so so get ready to dive in my invitation to you is now feel your feet on the earth feel your body sitting wherever you're sitting and just begin to notice naturally your own breath as we explore today's topic So firstly, here's how today's call flow. We will start by sharing logistics so you can uh, make the most of the call and you know how to ask your questions because we will open the lines for your questions at the end of the the show or near the end. Uh, We'll then dive into main teachings and then after that, like I said, we'll open up the lines for questions. So Logistics are pretty simple. If you have dialed in uh, via the web phone or Skype, or you've dialed in by landline, line, landline, pardon me, um, then essentially you can speak with me in person when it comes to question time. In order to ask a question, all you need to do is press star 2 to raise your hand and I'll let you know when you can do that. If you know you've got a question partway through, just press star 2 and that way you'll be first in the line. So I would encourage you to do that if you've dialed in. Um, if, you have, if you're have, if you listening via the webcast, then all you need to do is type your question into the box and then uh, you can re-click uh, whenever you want to add a new comment or question. So as we talk about this, uh topic, you're very welcome to ask questions as I go along. Type it into the question box or raise your hand and then if you type it into the question box, uh I'll be able to answer the questions in order as they come in. So do do feel free to jump in if you need to type your question into the question box if you've listened in via the webcast. So uh the other thing is just know that there's something that you're here to hear, okay? So if you've if you've made the uh, the effort to be here today, just be curious. Be curious. What what am I here to hear? What is what is a an insight that is just waiting to be revealed to me? Because there's something there always is when you make a conscious decision to do something which you have because you're here right now. So for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Lisa Page, founder of SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com, and I've been exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for 20 years now um, and really sharing my passion and what I've discovered along the way for the last 14 plus years, uh, working with women and couples from around the world and uh, part of that is as a speaker, as a a writer, uh, as a sacred intimacy and relationship coach. And I have to say that in all those years, there's one thing that I've discovered that changes everything and it's this it's one thing to to realize something you go oh oh, wow like i do this or i want this or um i don't want to do this anymore or this isn't serving me or this is sabotaging me like you have this new insight or awareness right it's one thing to have that new insight um or awakening And then the next piece is it kind of drops down into your heart center and you feel it really strongly. Oh, like I've got to do something about that. But nothing changes in your life or your relationship if you don't know how to embody that realization. And I think that's where most women get stuck. We have a plethora of information online. We can Google anything. There's videos, there's trainings, there's events, there's workshops, Um, but it's, Unless you know how to embody your realizations, your learning, then what happens is you you somehow keep on floundering in that place of wishing and wanting things to be different, but the agony of, of not experiencing that, of not shifting what it is you want to shift, not transforming or awakening or healing or embodying what it is you most deeply desire. And that's where you and I come in because whilst I weave this, kind of blend of relational psychology and tantric arts and embodiment practice um to for women and for the couples that I work with my deepest passion for you is that you embody it whatever that it is for you so if you were with me um 8 years ago uh 8 years ago I was standing in my hallway with a copy of David Data's book, Dear Lover. It's a book that I recommend to all the women that I work with. And I had um, come out of a, um, a a a little while back. Before that, I'd come out of a very long, um, painful end to uh, my marriage, and I had moved into an ashram. I ditched it all for a deep dive into spirituality and. Uh, I'd lived in the ashram for three years, and that was a beautiful thing because it really gave me this uh space and 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 permission and context to just explore the depths of of who I am as a as a as a soul as a uh, a being in a body and and uh everything that I really yearned to explore spiritually but there came a moment where I needed to come off the mat, so to speak, so I'd moved out and, I was mo- and I'd was, and lived in this place and I started studying David Data's work because I knew how to embody that, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, we all have a personal name for it, but that feeling of um, oneness, sometimes it feels like inner peace, sometimes it feels like f- overflowing fullness, it's just the truth of who you are, and I. but I didn't know how to embody that in sex and intimacy and in relationships, um also I thought. And so I had been studying David Data's work and I stood in the hallway with these crystal clear red hot tears just rolling down my face. Uh, I'd been reading it and every page was like a yes, a yes, a yes. And I remember standing in the hallway just declaring out loud, um, obviously to the universe because there was no one else in the hallway, uh, I will never enter another relationship. Uh, until it 's this, and the this for me was me being the embodiment of the juice of who I was as a as a woman as a sexually alive sensually alive um, whole complete uh, divine woman um, in relationship with radical honesty and depth of connection and passion and and love with a capital L and freedom with a capital F um everything that, that data speaks to in that book and um I had ma- I made that declaration and then I kid you not within a couple of months of that um I, I was booking myself into a David Data intensive in the US I was living in the UK at the time And a month before I went to that workshop, I uh, got together with my now intimate partner who I've been with for seven years. So um, I share that with you because making that declaration was clearly the next step for me. And then taking the embodied action of learning from someone who knew was really, really important piece of the puzzle. And So yeah, um, when you make a declaration, a commitment to yourself and you take embodied action, that's when things change. So, with that in mind, let's dive into your breath. You know, I think probably one of the most important reasons to explore conscious breathing especially as a woman, is because no one teaches us this stuff at school. You know, when I did my uh, diploma of yoga therapy uh, many, many years ago, 15 years ago I started that, I dove into yoga and meditation and breath practice uh, and I got a first-hand experience of how changing your breathing really does profoundly impact your nervous system um, your right-left brain coordination, your heart-mind-body alignment, your sense of aliveness or not, your sense of connection with yourself, with life, uh, with others, with your intimate partner or not. Um, and I I loved that I could work with clients. I was never your typical yoga teacher. I did teach workshops and classes. But what I loved the most was working with people uh, one-on-one. And so I would prescribe them these breath practices and they would come back transformed. And and I loved that. that There were these incredibly powerful practices that could literally transform what they experienced in the world because they were shifting something on the inside. And then as I really dove into the tantric arts and and studying with David Data, because I ended up doing uh eight uh, intensives over the last 7 years intensive trainings with with him um I feel incredibly uh blessed to have been able to do that um and I learned a lot so the the application of breath then was in the realms of orgasmic potential and aliveness and um opening my uh, my receptivity my capacity to embody the juice of who I was as a woman, my womanhood, my sexuality. And so I want you to know that how you breathe truly does impact all of these things. It's no exaggeration. It impacts how you communicate. It impacts whether you react or respond in the moment. It impacts your stress levels. I think most of us know that because as you know, yoga and meditation, there's a lot around, right? But truly, um, I cannot emphasize enough just how profoundly how you breathe impacts everything that i've already mentioned and everything in your world Um, it impacts your capacity to be present to the moment uh, your capacity to be present to the people in your life or to how you feel whether you check out of how you feel whether you allow how you feel it impacts you physiologically i mean how you breathe impacts how much cortisol Uh, you have in your system. Uh, It impacts all of the hormones in your body, all the chemicals that are firing off in your body all the time. So it always amazed me, you know, even way back when I first started teaching breath, conscious breathing as a yoga teacher, it always amazed but never surprised me when someone would come back and say, oh my God, I did that breath practice and wow, you know, totally transformed um, my anxiety levels or I was went from really exhausted to really energized I, that always amazed but never surprised me now that i work that in the especially with women and with couples oh there's nothing more exquisite than seeing a woman um melt open if you will you know not just be less stressed and be more calm and clear that's great but just open to who she really is as this embodied feminine soul so like i said conscious breathing impacts all of these areas Um, for the women that i work with now i know for sure it can transform if you have no libido to full arousal it can transform having no energy to being completely revitalized from foggy brain to clear and focused um, from low energy to revitalized from disconnected to connected from tense body to relaxed and open and and ready for life and for the moment. So, most of us don't breathe to our full potential in everyday life. And you may or may not know, but the word breath comes from the word spirit. And I really feel, you know, I know in my yogic training, we were always taught that when you breathe consciously, you can actually draw into your being uh, what's called prana, but the essence of breath, the life force. So not just the oxygen and those molecules, but actually the life force. And that's incredibly healing and incredibly um, rejuvenating. And it also provides a fuel for your body, heart, mind and soul beyond just breathing in oxygen. So you have to remember that if you're breathing in this essence, this life force, You're infusing every cell of your being with that life force. You're infusing your mind, you're infusing your heart, your body. And so from that place of being infused with this life force, you can co-create your external world. So when I think, when I work with clients around conscious breathing and pleasure, the reason it's important is because when you don't know how to breathe consciously, and most of us have habits of breathing, which I'll go into more in a moment. When you don't know how to breathe consciously, then a lot of times what happens is we we experience pleasure habitually. Now for you, you may be absolutely able to experience pleasure and let your body writhe in pleasure and open and expand and be able to feel it fully and allow it fully for a lot of women they don't even feel the pleasure first of all because they're so in their head they're not in their body and then if they do feel it sometimes intense pleasure can actually shut you down you shut you you contract around it so in life and in love making when you know how to harness the power of your breath to expand into that pleasure to be an embodiment of that pleasure and remain open uh, first of all, your lovemaking completely transforms, but also your experience of life. You know, life it can be an exquisitely pleasurable experience when you're walking down the street, if you know how. And how nourishing is that? How exquisitely uh, fulfilling is that, right? So it's really important both in life and in lovemaking. I do want to speak to this piece around stress and tiredness because i know that you like most of the women that i work with uh probably juggle a lot you know there's work there's family there's relationship there's um all aspects of our lives and we can carry a lot of tension without realizing it. I don't know if you've ever walked a long way with a backpack and then when you put the backpack down, you kind of forget how heavy it is, and then you put the backpack down and you're like, oh my, wow, I feel so much lighter. Well, that's kind of what happens with us in stress. We're so used to the tension that we carry around, physical tension, mental tension, emotional tension, um, that, that creates a clench and a rigidity and a, Um, a holding on we do it for so so long that we forget what it's like to be free of that just how beautiful it feels and how much softer we feel and 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 how everything changes what we see around us is different because we're not tied up clamped down by that stress you know what we feel is different because we're not um shut down I mean, if you really tense a part of your body, like your arm, and then you you try touching it, if you do it now, there's only so much that you can feel because there's so much tension. But if you soften the arm, and then very lightly you stroke it, it's phenomenal the difference between how much you feel. So, relaxing the tension is beneficial for our well-being, beneficial for in all ways, but it also allows you to feel and be in your life so much more deeply and you know in a way where you're so much more engaged the other thing is that you always have feelings that are kind of rising up in you from the depths of your wisdom from the depths of your intuition and if you ignore those feelings like a lot of times we do we're so tense we don't feel it or if we do feel it we shut it down with tension because we're too busy or it's a bit tricky to acknowledge um, then you're denying yourself the innate wisdom that's always moving through you so not just the pleasure of life but this feeling wisdom and the, the last piece in that is your sexual energy I mean sexual energy is life force to me, I just want to discern. To me, sexuality is the imprint of um, the way sexual energy moves through you. So we all have a different uh, sexual expression. We all have a different sexual orientation. We all have different sexual patterning. That's different. I'm talking about sexual energy, which is actually life force, what we are talking about before, the essence within the breath. There is something that is pure life force that we cannot fathom with our mind that actually is the stuff we're made of that is actually what lives and breathes us and sexual energy is life force moving through you but it can't move through you if there's tension right or if there's constriction so when your body heart mind is open and not clenched The flow of sexual energy can move through you when there's clench, uh, when there's contraction around what you believe or around how you feel or there's contraction in your body. It's very hard for that sexual energy to flow through you. It's like a dam in a river, like it just blocks it. So um, your well-being is nourished also very, very deeply by your breath. I'll never forget, I actually have a program called Breathe Baby Breathe, um, which I used to have available on the website, but now is only available when you join the Goddess Embodiment Circle, which is a a beautiful uh, private uh, membership program that I have for women. Uh, If you want to know more about that, you can email me lisa at self com and I can send you some information. But I have just put all of my programs into there now and constantly creating new programs um, for the women who are in there. And the reason I did that was because I know that something like 97% of home study programs are not applied. Can you believe that? 97%. When I heard that I was like, whoa, I need to create a support structure. So um, so, yeah, so I created this support structure. So now when you get Breathe, Baby, Breathe or any of my other home study programs, you also get to be a part of a community and you get to ask me questions. And it's uh, way cheaper than just buying the program straight out right as well. So um, the reason I bring that up is because Emily in London, I'll never forget when she first got Breathe, Baby, Breathe, which is this program um she had a lot of digestive problems a lot she was very she was losing a lot of weight she was um uh not digesting food properly properly there was very few things that she could eat and she did this program and which is essentially it's an hour training and then you've got guided practice and there's a an e-workbook to work with so you can become more and more aware of how you're breathing and what you can transform And she emailed me back and and she said how her um, digestive problems had completely disappeared after doing uh, this breathing practice for a couple of weeks. And she realized that she hadn't realized how incredibly stressed she had been and how all of the problems were literally from stress. So we're talking about uh, intimacy and we're talking about you embodying all of who you are. But just know that how you breathe profoundly impacts even something as simple as your physical well being. So, the feminine in you is life, okay? And for those, if, well, if you're on the call, then you're obviously inspired by the idea of feminine embodiment, because it's something that I talk about a lot. Um, and I want you to feel into how can I describe this? As a feminine being as a fe- woman in a woman's body who identifies with a feminine feminine soul there's a part of you that is always dancing with the masculine within you if you're in an intimate relationship you're dancing with the masculine in your partner and you're always dancing with the masculine in your world and how you breathe can actually shift you from your masculine to your feminine even it can Uh, either prevent you from embodying the fullness of who you are as this feminine essence, uh, or it can allow it, it can magnify it. So as the feminine, you are love in all forms, fierce love, tender love, not toxic, not dumping, not needy, but love, capital L, right? You are fullness overflowing. You are a receiver of life and an expression, a a dynamic, ever-changing expression. And so there are breathing practices. I want to share with you as much as I can today um, in terms of breathing practices as well. I can't go through everything, um, but certainly as much as I can today to give you practices to, to help you embody this exquisite feminine being that you are this the big she is what i call her who who dwells in you so that makes sense and the reason we want to become aware of how you're breathing is because we all have default breathing patterns and you want to know what yours are so you can transform them because they're either working for you or they're not and a lot of times when we're breathing unconsciously, unless you've practiced breathing fully, then uh, you may very well be practicing your breathing, because we're always practicing, in a way that's actually perpetuating a pattern that you don't want to be living out anymore. Does that make sense? So, let's start there, shall we? Let's talk about typical breathing patterns Um because they do profoundly impact how you feel, what you think, whether you react in life, whether you respond. So what I want to speak to at first is what I call a baseline breath. So if you think of a thermostat in a house, you set the thermostat to 23, and the idea is that it will breathe, it will breathe out hot or cold air into the house to sustain that degrees of that 23 degrees now i know that if you're in fahrenheit it's not 23 i reckon it's 74 or something so please excuse me if i'm not bang on something around there i'm talking you know standard temperature so you also have a baseline with your breath you have a default breathing pattern it could be that you naturally breathe very shallow Maybe you naturally breathe very fast. Maybe you naturally breathe very slow and full and rhythmic. Uh, Maybe you breathe more out than you do in. Maybe you breathe more in than you do out. So there is a baseline, a thermostat of your own breath that you've already got going on. We all do. And then there are the habitual ways that we breathe in certain circumstances. So when we're under stress, um, so you want to start to notice, how do you breathe when you're under stress? How do you breathe when you are uh, in a moment of intimacy? How do you breathe when you're afraid? How do you breathe when you're angry? How do you breathe when you're relaxed? How do you breathe when you're sitting at your computer? Like you really want to get to know how you breathe so you can check in and see if it's actually working for you. So these are all habits. So they're, they're the two two most important pieces. One is your baseline and the other is your habitual ways of breathing in various circumstances. So, uh, okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to give you a couple of the key breathing patterns so you can start to notice. These are not all of them, uh, but certainly uh, you can start to notice and, and work with them. So some people permanently shallow breathe and shallow breathing physiologically is designed we go into shallow breathing when we're in fight or flight now fight or flight is designed to save us when our life is being threatened so uh, you go into fight or flight which means you don't feel much you just um, have this uh, urgent uh, like your muscles, your body gets way stronger in that moment of fight or flight than than it would be normally. Um, if you're a doctor and you're attending at, a, at an emergency and someone's dying, you're not breathing really slowly and fully and feeling because, you know, there's a person dying in front of you, right? You're, what you're doing is breath comes up shallow. All of the energy goes towards getting what needs to be done to save the life or to save your own life if you're running away from a Rhinoceros. I don't know why I thought of rhinoceros, but there you go. Um, so that's what happens. But the thing is that in modern day life, there are a lot of stresses that we have that we don't get to fight or run, right? So you're, the way that you're meant to go into fight or flight is you have the fight or flight experience and you have all this cortisol running through your system, uh, you know, your adrenals, you know, pump up uh cortisol, if it, if you don't run, if you don't use your body in some way by running or fighting, by fighting or flighting, then you end up with this residue of toxicity from um, from uh, more and more cortisol building up in your system. And let's face it, we're in a traffic jam, we're, we're stressed out because we're going to be late for work, we're going to fight or flight. So There are lots of, someone says something to us and, you know, we get nervous, we're going to fight or flight. So we're often having these experiences of fight or flight but if we're having them a lot or if we learned from our parents or those around us when we were young to breathe shallow, what we end up doing is looping ourselves in fight or flight. So what happens is even if you're not in an anxious situation um, you're still looping in fight or flight so you act as if you were, as if you know death were upon you if that makes sense. So that you know up, that build up of cortisol also um causes for women especially adrenal fatigue it's, it's really toxic so so there's the shallow breathers then there's the predominant in breathers or out breathers then there's and that's a whole other uh, a piece to explore you want to know if you're a predominant in breather or an out breather because it profoundly impacts your capacity to um, forgive, let go of people, circumstances, relationships. What no longer serves you, it impacts your capacity to receive in life. There's, it's really profound. So e- even weight, if you you know in terms of losing, but also uh, breathing in and fully feeling. Um, then there is uh, fast breathing, mouth breathing. So all of these patterns of breathing impact you on every level. So um, what I do want to say is you came into this world breathing naturally, right? So we're not talking about controlling your breath. What I'm speaking to is allowing yourself to become aware of how you're breathing. And if you want to retrain your habitual breathing, then, then do the correct structured practice so that you can then retrain your nervous system, retrain your baseline breath, retrain your your patterned response. Does that make sense? Um, it's really, really important. And there are so many factors that contribute to how we breathe today. There's, you know, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen, gone uh, gone to the mall or something and seen a family and you've got you know, I uh, uh, say a parent with a couple of grown kids and they all kind of have the same posture. I don't know if you I Maybe as a yoga teacher I see that, but I quite often see how families quite often have the same posture. And posture is something we learn unconsciously from those around us and so is how we breathe. Um, and I've even tested that, this out with my family. I breathe just like my mom breathes. And then I was checking with my sister, oh, she breathes just how her mom breathes. It's, it's quite amazing. So... Um, we're influenced by those around us uh, we're also influenced by traumatic events and we're influenced by um, so it could be one a one-off traumatic event or um, recurring events that happen in our life so let's look at how to use your breath to deepen pleasure in lovemaking in life so You know, I was just speaking with a client uh, just yesterday, actually. Um, A beautiful uh, new client who's just embarked on a six-month program with me. And we were talking about the senses and how, as a woman, when you start to really open yourself up to receive through the senses, so rather than just walking through your life and not really noticing how the breeze feels on your skin or what you're seeing around you or, you know, the scent of the flowers in the room. Like, you know, we can kind of shut off our senses because we're so in our head. But when you really start to cultivate your capacity to receive through the senses and you create sensual aliveness, right, your capacity to feel and see and taste and smell and, and touch and be touched, by what's everything that's coming in through your senses. First of all, obviously your enjoyment of lovemaking is dramatically different, um, but also your enjoyment of life. You know, you start to walk through life, and you're really present to to what's to what's there, to the deliciousness of the strawberry that you're eating, rather than just wolfing it down because you're hungry and you've got to get on to the next thing. Um, you start to see what's in front of you with a a receptivity really letting it in and um that's a really really important piece to feeling more pleasure in life to feeling life to feeling yourself in life to feeling yourself in a body and a heart and a soul in life does that make sense um The more shut down your breathing is, the more, the the less you feel, the less you are available to life. And um, there comes a point where you really dive into breath practice where all of a sudden you notice that you're being breathed by life, that that you're not actually doing anything, that you are actually being breathed by life. And you can't feel that if you're in your head and you can't feel that if you're shutting your breath down because the more fullness in your breath, the more openness, uh, the more breath moves through you and the more likely you are to feel that you are truly being breathed by life. So in lovemaking, um, your capacity to Feel your partner inside of you to be able to relax open and receive that masculine energy to receive that penetration is your capacity is vastly deepened when you know how to breathe to let him in to let life in there are breathing practices to open and widen your body and heart for a full-bodied orgasm. There are breathing practices to uh, help you climax to a clitoral orgasm. There's um, there's a breathing practice for just about everything. So just know that how you breathe um, can be shifted even in a moment of lovemaking where all of a sudden you've you've kind of dropped up and you've kind of shifted up into your head or you you've stopped feeling or something's happened and you felt a disconnect you can breathe back down into your belly you can breathe back down into your inner thighs into your genitals into your yoni to actually awaken feeling it's almost like the breath kind of is an internal massage and the more Um, massage that part of your body is the more you can feel i have to say as well that how you breathe impacts your capacity to receive and i don't just mean receive um in intimacy i mean receiving love i mean when just notice next time someone gives you a compliment what does your breath do? Do you breathe fully and receive it, or do you clamp your breath down and say, "Oh, this old yeah, this old thing, Oh, yeah, right?" So often we deflect, and notice when when you deflect, whether your breathing changes. Because if you can consciously practice, if someone says, "Wow, you know, you're so beautiful," or "I love you," or whatever they're wanting to gift you with the key to letting it in is breathing fully in that moment. So, your feminine heart's deepest yearning is love. And to every woman, the the texture of love will feel different. But essentially, the feminine heart yearns Love, yearns to be an embodiment of the love she is, yearns to be loved, to love. You know, if we were all on our deathbed in this moment right now, most stuff would drop away and it would be about, you know, did I love fully? Did I give love fully? Did I receive love fully? Does that make sense? And, and in intimacy and, and in sex and intimacy, the feminine heart yearns to be claimed in love by the masculine. But in order to let him in, there needs to be an opening. So something you can do in lovemaking is notice your breath and just keep your breath full and relaxed. So not only are you breathing to increase awareness if you've lost sensation, but if he's in you and all of a sudden you don't feel heart connected, then breathe into your heart and feel your heart open so there's a place for him to enter into your heart. If you feel like you want this moment of sex and intimacy to be deeper, then feel into your belly and allow your breath to massage you open so he can enter you more deeply, not just physically but Um, into your heart into your soul Um, what happens a lot of times is we can be afraid of how we feel that can be both in love making or if we're really angry with our partner if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable being angry with someone you'll probably clamp your breath down if you don't feel comfortable being vulnerable you'll probably clamp your breath down so um, one of the the bullet points that I put for this radio show is how not to breathe when you're stressed out or angry with your partner. And essentially, the answer to that is don't breathe shallow. In saying that, you probably will until you're consciously aware of it. But that is the moment when, as soon as you notice yourself breathing shallow, just go, oh, and really bring a deeper breath into your belly. When you let's say you're really angry with your partner. If you clamp your breath down, what happens is your mind clamps down. So your perspective of the situation will change. It will be more narrow, more contracted. Okay. Um, when you clamp down your breath, if you're angry with your partner, you will um, clamp down your capacity to feel what's underneath the anger. A lot of times for women, what's underneath Um, feminine anger is actually hurt. The time when it's not hurt, it's normally because he's bang out of integrity, right? And then you have this roar. So that's where two, you know, if we could discern, you know, categorize two, two lots of anger for women. They're the main categories. What I'm inviting you to do is, is if you are angry, see if you can stay open. Keep your eyes open when you look at him. Keep your breath Full because it will help to keep your heart open. And then, if you're expressing anger or hurt, you can express it not as a toxic dump of blame, but as an open hearted, open bodied expression of how you feel in the moment. If you feel into with your breath the anger that you feel in your body and it actually feels more like hurt then you can actually use your breath to access that hurt. And instead of giving him the, the toxic dump of anger because you're uh, you're shut down, you're hurt, you can actually use your breath to express the hurt. And that's what I call the original feeling. There's always an original feeling that wells up from from your belly. And that's the one that you want to learn to express because that is the one that he will respond to when a man gets anger, but actually really it's hurt, it's actually quite confusing in relationship. So if you're angry because you said something insensitive five minutes ago, he won't really get why you're angry about the beans that didn't go out or something because you didn't express the hurt from the moment. Um, or if you are, have hurt from the past a year ago and you never expressed it, um, it just morphs into anger. So just use your breath to... To open your body, to soften, and you can still uh, express the anger, especially if it's a rule because he's out of integrity. But if you do it with a full breath, it would just help you to do it as an open heart rather than as a toxic dump. Um, If you're stressed, don't breathe shallow. Really notice when you're stressed and see if you can bring your breath into a fullness of breath all the way down. like I was saying earlier, when you clamp down your breath it causes a disconnection between you and the other person or you and how you feel or you and life. Does that make sense? Nothing gets resolved from that place. So so this breathing fully is 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 really essential. So I guess the question is, I'm going to open the lines for questions in a moment. So if you're on the phone, I can see all the women who are on the phone, so welcome. Press star 2 to raise your hand. You're welcome to raise your hand either with a question or with a realization that's come to you. Um, I'm going to dive into this next piece around typical breathing patterns while you're putting your hands up. And if you have a question, you're very welcome to put it into the question box. And then, when it comes to question time i'll I'll have a read of it and see if I can answer your question okay, beautiful, so let's come back to this piece. I just wanted to refresh the line and make sure that I could see all of you who are here okay, beautiful, So star two to raise your hand and if you haven't raised your hand on the radio show today, just raise your hand anyway and say hello and just share something that you've you really has really helped you because. I promise you that will help to serve other women on the call. So uh, typical breathing patterns. I want to give you a way to begin to really work with your breath. Um, A good place to start is at the beginning and at the end of the day. So for example, at the end of the day, what you could do is just reflect back and see if you had noticed how you were breathing throughout the day. And if you'd noticed where there was a point in time where you'd really shut down your breath, then visualize yourself, feel yourself in that situation again, but breathing really fully and just notice what's different for you, notice how the situation changes. To do that just before you go to bed is a really powerful way to change the unconscious mind, which is the body mind. Um, and it can really help to re retrain yourself how to breathe the other time of day which is a really beautiful thing to do is when you wake up before you get out of bed just take seven full deep breaths all the way down into your belly and the reason you do that is because how you breathe first thing in the morning really infuses how you breathe throughout the day. So if you have an alarm, I would even suggest that you have a gentle alarm rather than something that puts you into fight or flight. Like it can really, put puts you into fight or flight, you start breathing really shallow straight up. So, you know, have a, an alarm that's quite gentle. And then even if you can remember, close your eyes, or if not, put a note on your alarm so that when you look at it, you just take a moment to take seven full deep breaths. Um, anchoring how you breathe at the beginning and at the end of the day will really help you to notice more how you're breathing throughout the day. So breathing in a moment of stress because your assistant hasn't shown up or your partner has said something insensitive, you're way more likely to catch yourself. Does that make sense? And then you can make a choice just to recalibrate your breathing into fullness. So I know that there's a lot in this and I, um, I, <laughs> we might, you know, we've only got so much time on the show. So, um, if this is something that really speaks to you and you want to know more, email me at uh, Lisa at com, and, uh, I can send you some information about the Goddess Embodiment Circle because, um, it's a beautiful, easy way to get access to this particular program and all the other programs, the digital programs I run, as well as group uh, coaching um, with me. So it just gives you a chance to notice how you're breathing, transform it and get guidance and um, and help along the way. So I can see one beautiful, there's one question. So Karina, I'm about to ask answer your question. Thank you for popping your hand up. Um, Anyone else who wants to ask a question, please make sure you pop it in the box now so that I can refresh the line and see it. Um, Let me just check to see if there's any more there. Beautiful. Okay. So, here's the thing. In order to transform anything, like I was saying earlier, you've got to have the realization, then it feels really strong, and then it's got to drop into the body. The way that it drops into the body most easily is practice once you've had that realization. The key to long-term change is practicing, first of all, with the support and guidance from others, second, with accountability, and also um, sharing your celebration of each time you experience using your breath consciously or anything that you're wanting to embody. So, like I said, that's why I created the Goddess Embodiment Circle. So, like I said, if you want any information on that, um, Email me, Lisa at com and I will send you some information. It's a beautiful, beautiful group of women from around the world. So first up, I'm going to open the line to Karina. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, beautifully. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> so you've just started working with Breathe Baby Breathe because you're in the program. So yeah. So how's, yeah. how's it going for you? Good, good. Um I I my question was that just literally came to me was um, should we <laughs> breathe out the stress or should we go into the feeling of the stress cuz like yeah, you know good how question. you yeah. yeah. Yeah, good question. Yeah. So what you'll find naturally, you know when you really stress you go <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. reason you do that is to release stress. So that's a good thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is good to notice is, oh, I'm doing a big sigh, clearly I'm stressed, or I've noticed I've clamped my breath down. Let's try breathing that out a little bit. You want to do both is the answer. Yeah. You know, let yourself breathe out to release some tension. And mm-hmm. you know, because you've got the the guided breath practices, so the ha breath or, you know, those breath practices actually are designed to release stress and tension from your body very, very quickly. Yeah. You also then want to feel in what's really going on here. Mm. Where is this tension coming from? So you use your breath as a tracking device. Does that make sense? So you breathe down and you notice, well, where, where do I feel this tension, this stress? And it might be in your belly. It might be in your throat. And you use your breath To bring your awareness to that place and allow the wisdom to be revealed. Under every piece of tension there is a wisdom, I promise you. When I'm sitting, I I mean I just noticed this today. If I'm sitting at my laptop and I'm doing something that I should be giving to my assistant (laughs) rather than doing it myself or I'm, I'm not using my time effectively, I feel this kind of little knot in my stomach and I go, whoa. Okay, what is that? All right. I don't need to do this. I could mm. I could be doing I I what I need to be doing is this. So I acknowledge it, I use my breath, you know, I I shake mm-hmm. it out a little bit so that so that if I have gone into fight or flight at all, you know, I shake out my body a little bit mm-hmm. and then I and then I move on. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So breathe, use the breath to initially breathe out and then stress and then go into hmm where is no the tension and what is it trying to tell me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, honestly, i really know. And then, then the other side is, so for example, if you're having an interaction with someone, I will never forget, I don't have this assistant anymore, but I'll never forget I had the assistant, a new assistant a few years ago. And, oh my God, she was just doing my head in. And it got to the point of every time I would think about her, um, I would get really stressed. Mm. But what I noticed was when I put the thought aside and I recalibrated my breathing to a full breath, how I thought about her was different. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Yeah, how I'm breathing is impacting how I'm reacting to this stimuli, right? Yes. That's a great question. Beautiful. Thanks,
1: hon. Great
0: question. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now I'm going to open the line. I have a mobile number finishing in six two six. I think I know who this is. Hello. You're on the line. Hello. It's Shay. I thought it, I thought it was Shay. i just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How are you doing? How can I help? Amazing. Yeah. The calls excellent. Um. So the question I have was when. You're with someone, um, and they're
1: in their stuff or they're in a funk and, um, I feel my breath clamping down.
0: Yeah.
1: Ha- and it, and so I remember to do full breaths and they keep, um, I keep being triggered. Mm-hmm. How do I
0: use my breath, uh, to stay, you know, to stay full and yeah. stop? Yeah. You know, there's such a beautiful question, and, and I guess the first part of my answer would be, if you can sustain a full breath, and that sustains openness, then what happens is you're open even though you're triggered. <laughs> okay. So, So it's like there is a wounding in you, and even though you're really triggered, there is... Still a capacity to remain open in it. Does that make sense? And then yeah. the re- the reason that's so beautiful is normally when we're triggered, we contract. The energy comes up, and we start to blame and shame. Right. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Right. Whereas when we keep our breath full and there's an openness, we're still receiving what's happening. Right. And we're still engaging with it, even though we're triggered. And that's that's exquisite does it does that make sense yeah
1: so so would you suggest I just keep with the full breathing until the energy passes or or dissipates,
0: or yeah. like yeah, okay. I would just say, notice what happens next because if you know, for example, there are certain circumstances where you do get really triggered, you could even do the technique that I was saying at night before you go to bed you know you may have noticed you got really triggered with your partner he said something he always says that particular thing you always get triggered so you could actually Mm. practice full breathing while you imagine yourself in that scenario and notice how you're responding differently notice how you're still engaging uh, without contracting and that in itself will shift because what happens when we get triggered with another person is our pain body engages with their pain body yeah. And then and then we both get triggered and it all goes to hell. <laughs> but if yeah. one of you yeah. remains open, there's something that, that shifts in the dynamic. Okay. Okay, cool. Got it. Beautiful. Great. Thanks. Great question, Shay. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, now I have another question that's come in on the question line. So let me just read this out. This is from uh I know I'm gonna say Marjorie Shalida, but I know that you've dialed in before and it's not Marjorie I don't think so you'll have to remind me if it's a different name or if it's Marjorie then just type in Marjorie and then I'll know so here we go it says I'm really enjoying the topic beautiful but I have a question about basic uh, question about basically which comes first the consciousness that prompts a change in breathing or the change in breathing that affects the consciousness that precepts a change in the body or soul could it really be so simple as to simply breathe differently and then voila all systems go And if it's so easy, how come everyone is unaware of this? Sorry, but my inner skeptic is not sure of any quick fix to solutions uh, to complex problems. Yeah, I, I get it. So I don't believe in quick fixes either. But I do know, like I said, for example, with my assistant, that when I put the thought of my assistant aside for a moment, became neutral, changed how I was breathing, and then brought in the thought of my assistant, how I received. Responded to her changed so it it uh, did change my capacity to respond and in that moment I would call that like voila like that is like oh my god when I'm with my, my intimate partner because we do tantric practice together um, I know that when I'm um, uh, if we're making love and something happens and I shut down that my breath will clamp So by the very virtue of changing how I breathe, it fundamentally changes how I engage in that moment. So there are no quick fixes and I'll tell you why. Because how we breathe, we breathe unconsciously. It's like you start driving a car, right? And you learn at first you're conscious of the clutch and the indicator and looking in your rear vision mirrors and pretty soon you get from destination A to B, you didn't even know how you got there because it's become an unconscious habit how we breathe is so freaking unconscious for the most part that we do truly um, engage in life from that habit. Whereas when we consciously breathe, we do change how we're engaging with the moment. It, 100%. I totally believe that. And I don't ask you to believe anything that I say. It's just my opinion. It's just my experience both personally and with clients. So my invitation for you would be to explore this for yourself, for real. Um, Start noticing how you're breathing. Um, I really would invite you to explore that. In fact, um, email me and I will send you the e-workbook from the Breathe Baby Breathe program. Um, In honor of of your question, email me and I'll send you that. So email me, lisa at selfsatisfactionforwomen.com um and uh, i will email you that worksheet and you can have a start to to look through it and begin to explore how you're breathing so i hope that answers your question and uh please let me know uh if it uh if you need any more clarification so we are at the top of the hour how amazing it goes by so quickly so Uh, there is one more hand okay so for those of you ladies who have to jump off the line I understand I love a good question and I can't resist so I'm going to answer this question if you're leaving the call now because you have to go bang on the hour then my invitation is make a decision um, to make one conscious change so one conscious practice whether it be noticing how you're breathing put a reminder you know when you when your alarm goes off or a reminder just before you go to bed take one thing that you were here to hear and practice it for the next three days and then if you're courageous enough email me and let me know how you go with it because I love to hear that so I'm going to open the line and this is for it says Shalita Stanley in the name is that correct or is it a different name?
1: Hi, this is Marjorie. I'm Marjorie Shalita. I just oh. kind of typed in the question.
0: <laughs> oh, you're so beautiful. So that I, I, so I that knew was that my question. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that was your question. And did that answer yeah. for you, Marjorie?
1: Yes, it did. And I, I, I wanted to just say I, I didn't mean to be so harsh in my questioning. I
0: know. I, <laughs> I love it. Because I, I,
1: I, I obviously if I'm on this call, I, I certainly am in, in agreement with everything that you're they're saying or I, I wouldn't be listening. <laughs> uh, but but I really wanted to kind of just preface that, that question a little bit more that um, to me – I'm thinking, and I, I could be wrong on this, but if I yep. become conscious of something,
0: yes. of an
1: awareness, of an aha, oh, this, you know, my, uh, there's a problem here, or mm. I'm contracting, or I'm, you know, a lot of times it's the consciousness, the, the awareness of it itself that. It seems like I automatically breathe in or breathe out or whatever. My, my body automatically changes because of the consciousness, of the awareness. Ah, you know?
0: I see what you're saying. Is it the, the consciousness yeah, so or is I, it the breathing that's actually yeah. creating the change? I think it's both. Yeah. I really I do. Because say, yeah. let's say you became conscious of it, right? Mm-hmm. And your breathing might change for that moment. but. Yeah. When you pra- when you go, oh, I'm conscious of that, and you practice that breathing, right? And then in the next moment, and the next time it comes up, you practice that breathing again, then what you've become consciously aware of can actually become a habitual way of responding because you're breathing in the way that your consciousness is directing you to.
1: Mm, okay, that makes sense.
0: You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So okay, so then, so yeah, that makes sense because if you if the consciousness is there that there is an issue, there's a problem or something, and you you realize it, you know, you, mm. you you're aware of it, and yeah. so then your body automatically opens up, you know, and and you, you breathe in and you take that mm. life force comes into you, you know, yeah, and and uh, so then if, you, if if you're saying if I become if beginning to make a habit of that type of breathing. then uh, in that
0: situation so you know for example um you know i mean there are there are as many breathing practices as there are ways to breathe because you know if you are really tired there are certain things that you can do it's like when when shay was asking me the question you know when i'm um when i'm stressed i go ah right and my partner yeah. says, you know, what are you huffing and puffing about, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm just releasing stress. Like, because it's what I do naturally. So, yeah. you know, as a we we when we are unencumbered by habitual ways of dysfunctionally breathing, we breathe naturally. So in a sense, everything that we're talking about today is what we do when we breathe naturally and freely, free mm-hmm. of habit, free of constriction of any kind. And I, it blows my mind because, you know, when you when you do breathe specifically to energize yourself, everything becomes energized. Your mind becomes energized. Your body becomes energized. Right? Okay. When you breathe to recalibrate into that center place, your mind drops okay. into that center place. Your body. Do you know what? I, it's just to me. It's just. Ah, oh, it's a lifetime. Exploration, I do mm-hmm. believe that it has incredible. It's incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah, I I I heard you say at the beginning that was that, you know, this life force this is who we are, actually, yeah. and this is and, and when we came in as a newborn baby. We knew yeah. how to breathe correctly. And if you watch exactly. a newborn baby, you breathe, they breathe oh. with the abdominal breathing. You know, they breathe yeah. fully. And out, they don't you know, need yoga. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I remember as a singer, I used to teach my students, you know, that just mm. watch, or even watch a, a dog panting or watch a dog as they're laying still and they're breathing in or whatever. You know, yeah. they, they have that deep abdominal breathing. It's natural. You know, but somehow, I don't know why, but somehow as human beings we become uh lazy or, or just whatever happens and with that shallow breathing sort of takes over.
0: Well, so I, think I, I definitely happens, think
1: that's uh happens, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think like I was saying, um I really explored this when I first started diving into breath because I just had this epiphany when I was watching um this family and they all had the same posture, right? Mm. And then um and then I was thinking about breathing and I thought I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just notice my mum. I'm just gonna say, just just breathe for a moment. Just notice. Do you do you breathe in more than out, or out more than? Like, how's your breath naturally? And it was the same as mine. And then I, I you know, got my sister-in-law. to was the same. And all these people. I thought, oh my god, isn't that amazing? Like that can't be. It's anecdotal evidence. But to me, what I recognise is, because what happens is, our breathing is a reflection of what our nervous system is doing. And our nervous system is a reflection of what our breathing is doing, so if you're raised with a uh, person who's highly stressed always in fight or flight, then guaranteed their breath will be quite shallow so which I, which is it the chicken or the egg i don't know, but what I do know is that the habitual ways that we breathe, the habits that we form um, either work for us or they don't work for us and if they if they're not working, then we have the power to Put our conscious awareness on it and then make a change. You know, it's like when you're in a moment of of intimacy with your partner and all of a sudden you have a, uh, you feel so deeply loved that you feel losing that love, right? So you're breathing quite normally, naturally, all of a sudden you have this, you know, what if, right? And then your whole breathing goes, and it's like, where have you gone? You're not here anymore, so you lose presence, you lose that openness. Right. But then, when you recalibrate your breath and you soften the front surface of your body, you become receptive again and present. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's beautiful.
1: So, so the breathing techniques that we're that we're going to be doing are done with with the consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, simply doing a breathing exercise without applying the consciousness behind it may or may not. Or
0: or maybe it will
1: maybe it, maybe yeah I, look, there's I, that is the question I suppose
0: okay okay so to, you yeah. know I I would play with it but my feeling is mm-hmm. if for example if we sat here and we just started breathing really shallow really fast without mm-hmm. you know cognizing or consciously like just we just went okay and we started breathing really fast then naturally we would go into fight or flight we would just have to because mm-hmm. our body will follow that mm-hmm. you know it, it can't not
1: um Right. So, you go into hyperventilation and all that, you know, you, Yeah. You into, uh, yeah.
0: Yep. Hmm. yeah.
1: Interesting. I, oh wow, what a question. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, thank you so much for taking my question and for uh for this class. It's very, very good.
0: Oh, my and,
1: pleasure.
0: And, um, email me, Marjorie, and I will send you that okay. um the, I think my uh, email
1: is in, is in the in the bo- the question the box that I put my email oh, in there Oh beautiful.
0: Let me have a quick look. Uh, yes, it is beautiful. So I'll email that to you, and have a bit Thank of a play you. with it. It's just a, it's a beautiful opportunity to explore how you're breathing, and it will increase your awareness as to what you want to transform in your, in your breathing.
1: Thank yeah. you. I sure will. Thank you so My much. My pleasure.
0: My pleasure. All right. Lots of love to you. Great to hear Thank you on you. the call again.
1: You too. Thanks. Bye bye.
0: Bye. All right, ladies. So there you go. Thank you for being on the call today. My invitation to you again is to choose one embodied action from this call. The first three days after you have a realization is is really loaded with the energy of the realization. So I always say to the women in in the Goddess Embodiment Circle when we do our group calls, from this call, write something down. Write something that you're going to do. That's the first embodied action. Then make sure you do something within 24 hours. Even better, get off the call and go. I'm going. I'm just going to focus on my breath for five minutes a day. So do it straight away. Because otherwise, what happens is, um, you know, when you say to yourself, "Oh, I must drink more water," and you don't do it straight away, it kind of slips away. And six months later, you say, "Wow, well, I must drink more water." But it's because you didn't use the energy of that realization and embody it. The more you embody it, it's a real snowball snowball effect. And as you know, I'm open to receiving your questions and comments. I love to hear from you. All emails come to me personally and I respond personally. I have my assistants do other stuff because I love to create a sacred container for you as my community to ask questions. So feel free to email me with a question. Feel free to email me if you'd like more information on the Goddess Embodiment Circle and uh, feel feel free to email me with a celebration. Beautiful. All right, lots of love, and uh, I'll talk with you next time. Loads of love from me. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com soulsatisfactionforwomen.com